Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor.fm, the absolute best and easiest way to host your podcast and get paid for it by running ads just like these. And take it from me, I've hosted at least seven of my podcasts on Anchor.fm. I recommend it to every show on our network. And other hosts are going to charge you upwards of $100 every year just to run your podcast on their host. Anchor.fm does it for free. So go check out Anchor.fm for more information. Hey there, cyberpunks. Did you know that this podcast is now being recorded live on Saturday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash robots radio? That's right. You can join me and my now co-host Logan every Saturday night for our live show. You can ask questions. You can interact with us in chat. And that is every week. Plus, after the show, we have office hours. This is my way to give back to the community. I will be answering questions about podcast creation, YouTube videos, live streaming, anything that I can do to help you guys with your own content creation. And that's every week after the live show, plus hanging out and playing some games and stuff. So come join us Saturday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. We'll see you next week. The Cyberpunk Lorecast is now brought to you by our awesome patrons at patreon.com slash cyberpunk lorecast. Everyone who supports the show gets episodes early and an ad-free experience. Plus, it's pay what you want. It starts at $3 a month, and you can pay more if you'd like. Go check it out, patreon.com slash cyberpunklorecast. Robots Radio presents... The Cyberpunk Lorecast. Welcome to the Cyberpunk Lorecast, where style is just as important as substance. Welcome to the podcast where we explore the lore, news, and gameplay of the cyberpunk games and other dystopian worlds. I'm your host, Robots. Hey there, cyberpunks. This is your host, Tom or Robots, and welcome back to the show. Now, I've had conversations recently with people who are, they're seeing the publicity and especially the news and the details around Johnny Silverhand and Keanu Reeves. I mean, Keanu Reeves is all over the news lately. He's been killing it, literally killing lots of uh, mobsters (laughs) in movies lately. And Bill and Ted's coming out soon. So he's in the news. He's in this game. People are talking Johnny Silverhand. But before we can get into the details specifically about Johnny Silverhand, I want to talk more in depth about rocker boys who are rocker boys this is one of the character classes you can play in the traditional pen and paper version of this game and this is probably the most unique class at least in my opinion to this series to cyberpunk in general it you almost want to connect it to something like um bards in Dungeons and Dragons, but that's not really what this is. At least it has a very different mood. When you think of a traditional bard in a Dungeons and Dragons fantasy game, and and let's be honest, cyberpunk, Star Wars, things like that, they're not so much 
sci-fi as they are future fantasy. Sci- when I think sci-fi, I think Star Trek. I think an extrapolation of the technology of today into the future. And that's kind of what you've got with cyberpunk more than Star Wars. Star Wars is a galaxy far, far away, blah, 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 right? Laser swords and all that kind of stuff. Cyberpunk is clearly an extrapolation of the modern world into the future, but done so in a much more colorful and rich and emotive way. I think that's probably the main distinction is that you have something like Star Trek and and I'm talking like traditional Star Trek where or or before I go further on that or something like um Next Generation I think is probably even better than the original Star Trek as an example for this where you have a world where it is built on science and logic and precepts and following directives and procedure and all of these kinds of things and you have the the being the the ability to heal things with a little you know you take a little blip blip device and put it over your arm and you can heal it up but that's because science is just that much better in the future and you have a debate about morality and and it's almost as if in something like Star Trek at least next generation Star Trek it was more of a like active discussion about things going on and a deeper look into what's going on. But there, there wasn't as much emotion behind the things that were happening. And that's what I correlate more to something that I would consider fantasy rather than sci-fi, if that makes sense. Sci-fi is a little bit more intellectual, whereas fantasy is a little bit more emotive and story-focused. So how does this relate to the rocker boy? Well, I think that this relates very, very well to the rocker boy. The rocker boy is a rebellious musician who uses their music, their talent, their popularity in order to fight against authority. So extrapolate something like the 80s punk movement. And for those of you who weren't alive in the 80s, and I was, I was a young one in the 80s, so I don't have the most direct connection to this. But in general, in the 1980s, the punk movement was a movement of authenticity. There were a group of people in the, in the 70s and the 80s who watched rock and roll go from something in the 1950s and the, in the 1960s as this like authentic movement, this authentic expression of visceral teenage young adult feelings and mood and put into music and songs about love and songs about drugs and songs about politics and all of these kinds of things. It was very, very authentic. And by the time we move into the 70s, the late 70s and the 80s, it had become formulaic. It was a process. It was a way to rocket yourself to stardom, to get girls to pay attention to you. All of these like non-authentic, like the sense that, that people sold out, that they were putting on. I mean, think about it. By the 80s, you have glam rock. You have people who are puffing, puffing up their hair and putting on makeup, trying to get attention through this persona that they're putting on 
and singing about things that will on purpose elicit reaction from the audience. It's, it's more manipulative than it is authentic at some point. And the punk movement was very much a movement back towards authenticity. In fact, in the very early stages of the punk movement, it was much more about your message and connecting with your audience legitimately, authentically, than it was even about learning to play your instruments. The earliest punk bands learned power chords and how to play some basic beats on a drum in order to get in front of an audience and say what they want to say and rally that audience around them. So when you hear Rocker Boy, that's what this is about. It's not the bard who travels from town to town, who sings some songs and and maybe is highly charismatic, so he talks to the guys in the village in order to like work them into giving them more money on their adventure and does that sort of thing. It, it, that is not it at all. A rocker boy is a charismatic leader with an authentic sense of purpose. Somebody who is using their talent, their, their sheer, I don't know the best way to say this, their sheer emotive aura in order to affect the world around them for the better in many cases against the corporations, against the organizations that are holding the commoner down. My name is Brian Burton. It's been 26 years since the bombs fell. Since I've left the vault, I've been trying to rebuild. This isn't the Appalachia that I remember. There's so much more to everything going on. And I promise to find the answer. So if you're out there, if you're listening, just hone in on these coordinates. Remember, there's a place for you at the end. Omega. The Omega Broadcast Fallout Story is available on iTunes, Spotify, and many great podcasting sources. So the language around Rocker Boys goes like this. If you live to rock, this is where you belong. And you can tell this stuff was written a few decades ago. Rocker Boys, or girls, are the street poets, social consciences, and rebels of the 2000s. With the advent of the digital Porta Studios and garage laser disc mastering, every rocker with a message can take to the street, put in the record stores, bounce it off the commsats. Sometimes this message isn't something the corporations or government wants to hear. Sometimes what you say is going to get you right in the faces of the powerful people who really run this world, but you don't care because as a rocker boy, you know, it's your place to challenge whether in straight out protest songs that tell it like it is, or just by playing kick ass rock and roll to get the people away from TV sets and into the streets. The focus here is live music. You have a proud history as a rocker boy. Dylan, Springsteen, The Who, Elvis, The Stones, the legions of hard rock heroes who told the truth with screaming guitars 
and gut honest lyrics. This screams authenticity. Can you hear it? Can you hear it in the text here? As a rocker boy, you have the power to get the people up, to lead, inspire, and inform. A song from you can give the timid courage, the weak strength, and blind vision. Rocker boy legends have led armies against corporations and governments. <clears throat> Johnny Silverhand. Uh, mm. Rocker boy songs have exposed corruption, brought down dictators. It's a lot of power for a guy doing gigs every night in another city. But you can handle it. After all, you came to play. Not all rocker boys are strictly musicians. Some examples of ones that fall into a broader role include the street poet, who is much like the rock singer in that he performs in front of an audience. His medium is pure words, propelled by driving oration and theatrical flair. Then there's the performance artist. The performance artist makes his or her statements by staging media events, plays, skits, or visual presentations in public situations. So the social leader slash activist. As a social leader, you are directly on the firing line for change. With your charisma, you can influence change in grassroots movements or national governments. Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, or Cesar Chavez, I hope I pronounced that correctly, were all activists. Or, and this one might be surprising, the politician. Contrary to what the medias tell you, not all politicians are corrupt, self-wheeling dealers. As a cyberpunk politico, you draw your source from crusading heroes like John or Robert Kennedy, FDR, or Winston Churchill. Can you imagine <laughs> Winston Churchill with an electric guitar and a big old cigar in his mouth? That would be hilarious. So that's, that's the mantra of the rocker boy. That is the, the mood. That is the effect of the rocker boy and how they work. Charismatic leadership. That's, that's the summary for them. Now, their skills include awareness, notice, performance. Wardrobe and style, of course, that's a huge one. Composition, brawling, because who hasn't gotten in a fist fight in a bar, I guess? Playing an instrument, being streetwise, persuasion, and seduction. So, a little bit of that Dungeons and Dragons bard thing going on, but very different. Very, very different. So, I want you to keep that in mind as we dig deeper into the lore and specifically more about Johnny Silverhand, and the things that will be revealed in Cyberpunk 2077. So stay tuned for more. We're going to go over each of the individual classes as they were designed in the original books and give you a sense of the kinds of characters you're going to see in this world. Because I have a feeling that you are going to come across a bunch of really interesting characters. and Many of them will fit into these character types. So get ready for that. Until next time, stay safe in Night City, and I will see you soon. Talk to you guys later. Thanks for tuning in to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. This show is a part of the Robots Radio Network, smart podcasts for interesting people. 
If you'd like to help support the show, please tell a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. If you'd like to get in contact, please send an email to cyberpunklorecast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at cyberpunklore. Also, join the community on the Robots Radio Discord. The link is in the show notes. The music on the show was written and performed by The Midnight and was used with their permission. Go check them out at themidnightofficial.com. Until next time, stay safe in Night City. We'll talk to you later. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Hey, I'm Tom. And I'm Stuart. And we're from the Dungeons & Dragons Lorecast. We talk about all things connected to D&D lore. And we're on the Robots Radio Network. So if you're into Dungeons & Dragons or you're into lore, then come check us out. You can find us on any podcatcher. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get podcasts. Roll more dice. That's the Dungeons & Dragons Lorecast. Are you a fan of Elden Ring? Are you confused about the lore as pretty much everyone else? We've got you covered. Check out the Elden Archives, a lore podcast that helps to explain every little confusing detail about the lands between. Things like what exactly happened on the Night of the Black Knives, or what we really know about characters like Mikola. Just like the show you're listening to now, we're on the Robots Radio Network, so you know it'll be good. Wondering how to find the show? Easy. Either go to robotsradio.net or search Elden Archives on whatever podcatcher you're using right now. Bookmark the show for later and we'll see you in the lands between. Again, that's the Elden Archives, from Soft Lorecast, available everywhere.